we start off. Oh, that's cool. Right. We, we yeah. Welcome back to the 2% Podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm Keanu Fentress. I'm here with my host, Ro Coleman, Harrison Ray. We have a very special guest here today, personal to me. Um, got my brother, same mama, same daddy type brother. Okay, let's not get it twisted. Same household, everything. Um, we got University of Miami alum. We got a state champ in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Welcome, my brother, on time with Finch. Just welcome to the podcast, my brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all having me, man. I forgot to mention the author of a book. Okay, Ooh. let's not slide over that. Now. All right. Long time ago. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Let's talk about the two percent. Two percent, what it means to you. You know, earlier we talked about how only two percent of high school athletes make it to play at the Division One level, and so. The work that goes into it, the sacrifice that goes into it, the discipline. Talk to us about your recruitment process and how you end up being in Miami. Okay, so the 2%, it really didn't hit me strong until I started uh, working with some of these kids out here, like 707s. And then I started, I would travel to see how, just how many kids were out there from all over in different walks of life, right? And I'm like, God, there's hundreds and hundreds of these kids out here from all over. And I was like, okay, this is Tennessee, a little bit of Georgia. Yes, people come from Indiana, Minnesota, but I'm like, they all trying to get to the same spot. Mm. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. And then I realized, okay, I see why you got, you know, D3, D2, D1, D1, AA, all this kind of Juco. stuff. Juco. Juco, yeah. And and it, it kind of even hard, because I always heard coaches say, like, not all y'all going to make it. Not all y'all going to make it. And for me, that never registered, because for me, I was like, yo, he's not talking to me. Yeah. But and sometimes, so sometimes I don't agree with coaches when they say that, but I get why they do it, because mm-hmm. it's the truth. Only, like you said, 2% right. only make it. Um, But... Sometimes that's when you got to understand that you got to have good habits and a strong mindset early, all right? Because your habits, ultimately, they crystallize into your character. And your character will take you a lot farther, I feel like, than your talent will. And I know that's kind of cliche, but it's the truth. Because for me, I was never the most talented, always undersized from, from legit. Like, I was, I've always been undersized. Uh, never been the fastest, never been the strongest. But you weren't going to outwork me. Mm. You weren't going to outwork me in the classroom. You weren't going to outwork me on the field. You weren't going to work me off the field. Um, whether it was networking, whatever, you just weren't going to outwork me. I wasn't going to have that. And so there would be times when I was coming up, I was the one that asked my dad, like, hey, take me to the hill. Take me to the hill. I want to go run. I'm talking when I'm like 11, 12 years old. Like, take me to the hill. Uh, sometimes I couldn't get somebody to go with me, but it's cool. Hey, it's cool. Man. I did it by myself. That bed felt good. <laughs> sometimes I get up in the morning and I just go run to uh, to the high school that's like a mile and a half up. I run down and back. And I'm just like 11, 12. Like, I'm not talking about, like, I just get up and I just go run because me, I knew what I wanted to do with my life, and I knew where I wanted to go. Um, so the the dream to go to Miami for me, it started when I was like six. I think that's when they won it all. It's like mm-hmm. six or seven. I was six, I was about to turn seven. Um, and I was like, yo, I got to go. I saw the legacy. I saw the tradition. I saw how just the swagger, it just it spoke to me, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Nashville is SEC country. Nobody thinking about going to ACC. At that time, I think they were the Big East. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinking about that. But for me, I'm like, I'm going to Miami. And so I just kept that grind. I went to camp when I was like 13, and I got to experience it and kind of be down there with Larry Coker and Randy Shannon, some of those guys. I was like, yo, this is what I got to I gotta come here some kind of way. And I was down there. I saw that it's different. Like, I saw the, the boys, hey, it, it, it's different. I said, I got some work to do. Mm-hmm. I said, it, it's a little different, man. Them boys coming out, it's 100 degrees. They black on black, tights, black oh, everything. No, I'm like, what? Right. Are they not hot? <laughs> you feel me? Hot. Like, I'm like, hot. this is different, man. And so I was like, all right, I got a lot of work to do. So that gave me some perspective. So I just grinded, man. I just kept working. I just, I live by two things. Uh, do more than what's required and don't settle for what's expected. 
right? Mm-hmm. The more than what's required, don't settle for what's expected. And as I was going through high school, I started to see more and more what was kind of expected of me. All right, so we're getting to the recruiting process. So I'm in high school. Mind you, ninth grade, I'm five foot one mm. in high school. Ninth grade, okay? Hey, cheer, bro. Shorter than me, bro. You feel me? Like, I'm a five foot one freshman playing linebacker, right? So I get the, and I, I've never played anything. I played DB like when I was like junior pro, right? Like, that's 11, 12, 9, 10. Actually, 9, 10, I was linebacker, 11, 12, junior pro safety, but never had the back part of my life. I'm saying that because later on, as y'all know, I had to play safety. So they put me at corner because of my size, but still they played like a squat corner, so we never had the back pedal. So it was just like, okay, see it, go get it. That was it. Um, then after a while, they realized, okay, he's not the fastest. Probably can't put him at DB. So they moved me inside. So I'm 5'1", 130-something pound linebacker in high school. And we didn't have a freshman team at the time, so he was just playing with the seniors. Uh, and it was my daddy that kind of whipped me into shape, and he grabbed me because – he noticed that sometimes I would play down to the talent that was around me. Mm. And like it wasn't like a, a talking to, like it was one of those times I'm just chilling in the car. I was like, bow, like just hit me, like, bro, what you doing? I said, like at first I was shocked at first. I'm like, I couldn't speak. I was like, I, was like, I can't cry though. But I was like, ah. I'm like, what you mean? Like he's like, no, nah, man, I, I ain't I ain't bring you up like that. You feel me? I ain't bring you up like that. Either you're gonna lead, you feel me, or you gonna like we don't follow. He always used to tell us, like, you gonna if you get in some trouble, make sure you're the one that started the trouble. Don't be nice. the one following people in the trash. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I ain't praying you to dumb down. You give 100% no matter who you playing, where you playing, wherever you at. 110. I want to see that again. That's not how I brought you up. And so after that, man, I got myself in shape. And it was it was on and popping, man. I just wanted the coaches to see that I could play. Whatever you get, you go hard at it. People going to see you. You just hit whatever come your way. Anything I was a color, you hit. Whatever you on scout team, whatever. And that's the thing I got to tell kids, man. Like, if you're on scout team, that's not a bad thing. Like, yeah, you there for be a hitting dummy. But if you refuse to be a hitting dummy and you hit who's trying mm-hmm. to hit you, like, coaches going to notice that. So I just wrecked anything that came my way. I wrecked it. Did not care who it was. I didn't care you the senior. I didn't care, you know, I didn't care who you were. You going to come to me one-on-one, I'm going to hit you. Right. I'm going to try to make you feel me. That's just how it is. Anyway, so my my interest letters and things that sort of came from mostly Ivies, Ivy Leagues. Um, Harvard, it was Brown, Columbia. Uh, everyone wanted me to go to Harvard and Brown. I think Brown showed the most interest. The school that I actually went on one visit, it was at to Davidson College. I remember that. It was to Davidson. And again, they wanted me for running back. I'm like, why do I keep wanting to be running yeah. back? I only carried the ball a few times. Now I look back, my average, I did average almost six yards to carry. Like it was like, I just did a little something when I got the ball. <laughs> you feel me? Um, when those guys went down or whatever the situation may be. But I'm like, bro, I'm not a running back. I don't care to do all that. You know? Mm-hmm. And but the visit was cool. Uh Looking back, it was no, no respect to that college. That university was very prestigious, like academics on point, on par. The guys that toured me around, they were they were really nice. And, you know, they put me on game when some around some of the girls. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't Miami. I'm sorry. It just wasn't Miami. Like, they took me out. And it's just crazy looking at that recruiting versus how I saw when they brought recruits in from Miami. It's kind of night and day. The structure's still the same. They pair you up with somebody. You go hang out. And, you know, they put you on game with a few chicks. You feel me? Like, and, and after a while, like, I put up one dude. He was also there for running back. And we, we got with some girls that were like, they were Greek or something. It was crazy. Bro. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I think I'm a light college. I don't remember this, brother. <laughs> I think I'm a light college. Oh, I ain't telling you what it is. They were Greek, bro. It was, it was something like they were foreign, bro. I think they were Mediterranean for oh, sure. Oh, you say Greek. You mean, I thought you mean like Greek in terms of like sorority Greek. No, 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 no. No, no, no like actual, actual Greek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they hey, were Mediterranean. I'm catching up. Catching up. Up, right? But it was cool, man. But I just like, they're not Miami. So I said, look, I got to figure out how to get here. 
So I said, look, I'm gonna use this. Mm. I've always been smart. I've always been smart. Um, like with grade wise, like I just school came kind of natural to me. Um, but I worked at it. So like we had study periods in terms of like free periods. Mm-hmm. I was the nerd, man. I was always either in the library or I was always in like one of the little commons area and I was doing my homework. I we we hooping. We, yeah. we, we in the gym, we hooping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, me and Cal, we a little night and day on that. So when I had free time, I utilized it the best of my ability because I didn't want to go home with homework and I started taking APs and stuff like that. So I had time to really just chill. And they were like, bro, you ain't coming out to kick it with the commons. Like everyone knew what I was on. Everyone knew what I was on. I was, I was serious. My goal was just look. I got to get to Miami. The only way I'm going to get there is if I get my academics on point mm-hmm. and to keep them there. And, you know, and that's, that's really what happened, man. I got into Miami. Academic, I applied early mission because I was betting on myself, man. Because, you know, if you apply early mission, you don't get in. It's no like, okay, we put you on a wait list, nothing like that. Yeah. Like, you, it's done for you. This is it. I think it's early mission, early decision, one of the two. And, like, I bet, my, bet on myself, man. I bet on myself. Next thing I know, I get that big envelope. I was like, man, like, I'm finally about to go to Miami, yeah. you know? And um, it was definitely a blessing. Uh, so that's that's when the story started, man. And so I said, look, we're going to get to Miami and we're going to walk on. Yeah. And for you guys who don't, like anybody want to know about the walk-on process, it's all different, but you got to take initiative. I talk tell a lot of kids, like, you got to take initiative. You can't just sit back and wait for things to come your way. You just can't do that. So fresh me up. It's cool. Uh, I just kept working, kept working. And I knew special team was going to be my thing. So I wrote down my goals. I wrote down. I said, look, we're going to make sure we're on the team. Mm-hmm. I saw my locker. saw the U. I'm like, man, I'm here. I was number 40 at the time. And I was like, look, I'm gonna make sure I'm on the team, make sure I get on kickoff, and try to get on some games at linebacker. Cause they still had me at linebacker, they did not move me. Mm-hmm. All right, did not move me. So at the time they measured me, I was like, I think it was five, nine, three quarters. And I was like, damn, I can't get five, 10? Like, I didn't know you could lie on your, ro- your roster though. There was a couple guys my size, they put five, them six foot. I was like, damn. So I was honest. So I was like, five, nine, I can't round up. It's what it is, what it is. And I, you know, I just kept hitting people, man. And that was it. I just, Ray Ray Armstrong, some of those boys started knowing, like, hey, this is hitting. Like, mm-hmm. I was bringing it yeah. every play. And it was just kickoff. It's like, let me just make kickoff. Yeah. You got to be a dog in kickoff. Like, it wasn't no slouches. You got to be a dog in kickoff. Next thing you know, bro, fourth game of the season, uh, PD goes down, that's Philip set. I'm in the, I make a play, the rest is history. Yeah. They do a little documentary and all that. Then sophomore year, I started playing linebacker at the nickel package, like starting. Still mm-hmm. no scholarship, but I'm starting. Linebacker, nickel package. And then sophomore year, they, I mean, junior year, they gave me scholarship, earning scholarship. Um, they moved into safety, which I hated. And I wanted to make sure kids know, like, look, when the coaches tell you a different position, like, own it. You know what I'm saying? You got to mm-hmm. own it. Don't complain about it. Don't be pissed off about it. Make that position your thing, man. Like, go all in. And I don't think I gave it all. Because, like I said, I ain't backpedaled until this time. I'm 20 years old now. And now they want me to backpedal. It's a foreign position. But I understand they did that because I was smart. Because at safety, man, you got to run the show. Mm-hmm. You look at down the distance, you look at personnel, you see what personnel based on the down the distance and where they are on the field, you're like, okay, they're probably going to come out in this formation. Out of this formation, what plays do they like? And all this is going while the play is about to happen. So mm-hmm. you anticipate. And I got good at that, but I never, I didn't really trust it. I trusted my instincts in linebacker, didn't really trust them in safety. But sometimes I would see a tail and I'm like, oh, I should go in and jump this. But I was like, I'm hesitant because I didn't want to jump the cheese. They hit a route behind me because I kept hearing that. It was just a lot I had to figure out. And then senior year, I started at safety. And that's when things started to shake a little bit, man. So before we even talk about the senior, let's uh, I want to backtrack all the way back because okay. people don't even know about how Miami. So we had a guy at the time at a high school, um, Antonio Richardson, oh. and so sit sits three ten. three ten muscle six pack, yeah, six percent body fat, 
like shredded. And so all these schools coming down and Miami comes down to see you. Well, they, they come down to, to see, see tiny, yeah. to see Tiny. Yeah. And y'all call him Tiny? Yeah, call him big, Tiny. Big Tiny. Big Tiny. Big yeah. Tiny. He ended up going to UT and he ended up playing with the Vikings. Man, but, uh, jacked up, but it's whatever. So they come down to see him mm-hmm. and everybody in the school knows that you want to go to Miami. Yeah, Coaches know, the locker room know, everybody. regular students, everybody know. But they ain't tell that was coming down. Talk about that, man. Uh, it hurt. I'm not gonna lie, it hurt. Cause like I said, like since seventh grade, because that's when I got into this school um in Nashville. Um, since then everyone knew I wanted to go to Miami. Everyone knew I was my fan. They would make fun yeah. of me if they had lost, whoever it was, like, oh, what, what your squad do this this week? You feel me? And I wasn't hearing that, man, but everybody knew. And it kind of hurt because my coaches knew. And like I said, I don't fault them. I get it. I understand why they didn't think that, okay, Miami's really for you. Mm-hmm. Um but still, give me a shot. Let me talk to the coach. Let me see what it takes. Like, let me see what they're looking for. Something. And it just put more fuel on the fire, man. Like, I just got more motivated, more determined. Because sometimes it's okay to be stubborn. Like, intentionally stubborn. Intentionally hard-headed, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what people kind of tell you, if you know you're putting the work, you know you can get there, you block out all that noise, man. You keep that tunnel vision and you go for it. You go for it, but you got to put in the work. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to get there regardless. Like, no, you, you got to work. You got to do some things. You got to sacrifice time. Like. I wasn't going out like that in high school. Nope. Nah. One, I, we didn't have a car. You know what I'm saying? But two, like, I didn't really get my license at 18. But I wasn't worried about that. Everybody was worried about who dating, who did. No. Studies, got to get to Miami. Studies, I got to get to Miami. That was it. I was a nerd, bro. I just was athletic. So nobody, like, really bagged Cuz was like the that. only one with a, a rolling backpack in the school, though. <laughs> nah. Nah, I, wasn't, nah, I, was a, I had a rolling backpack. But not backpack. like the, not, not a regular rolling backpack. Like, like a suitcase yeah. type rolling Samsonite, backpack. Samsonite, baby. <laughs> Samsonite. Nah. Okay? Hey, hey man, bro, they used to really, like, hey, bro, you should, really yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, they said, bro, you should put spinners on that thing. Oh, boo, where you going? What, what time's your flight take off? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I just look at him like, bro, I'm not hurting my back. You feel me? I'm good. Like, I'm not carrying my books all hey, in the class. I, like, I had my rolling backpack. Real. I didn't care how it looked. I had Merrells, bro. I was wearing Merrells. No disrespect to Merrells, but the no one shoes. wore Merrells. Everyone was wearing Sperry's or Wallabies, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, because you couldn't wear tennis shoes, but I was, I was on a few people I rocking think Merrells. People know what Merrells are. They the, the slip on. Grandpa shoes. Like mountain like, climbing, like, you could do all have that. to edit that bro. clip that in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, like, I just did Trash. not, I did not care how it looked, bro. Like, I, I just didn't. I was there for one reason only. So, you had a visit, or uh, we, we scheduled as a family to go down to Miami, I think for, I don't know, someone just to go see the campus after a game, going down Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I recall head coach at the time at Innsworth making a beeline. To, to daddy to go to prevent you because I think y'all had a Saturday practice. Oh, yeah. And he went and made a beeline. This is your senior year. And it's like, we need him. I don't know what he said to Pops, but he was like, like don't go because you were the leader of the team. Like, you can't miss that Saturday practice. But it was like, and he actually said, I will fly him down there myself mm. to Miami. Mm. And it didn't happen. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, but it's cool, man. Like I said, because I don't recommend that for most kids. Like, yeah, go to your workouts if you want to. Um, your, your high school workouts, if it's required, like be a part of the team. I get it. That's a big part of it. But I ain't go to workouts in high school either. Mm-hmm. Not to them the last week, my senior year. Because you, I, because what they were doing wasn't, like, it was still good stuff, but it wasn't what I needed. Yeah. I was on a different mission, man. Like, I wasn't trying to play just for high school. I'm trying to get to the next level. So when I got there and they had the test, they thought I was going to fail. Like, it was like 20 guys. I mean, 20, 110s. 
I'm leading the whole time down there. Hmm. But to the point, like I started pushing the young class because I remember Anthony, you know, Beatty and all them boys. Mm -hmm. They corn. I think Lil Ransom may been hurt at the time, but they all started pushing. Like the young boys started mm -hmm. trying to catch me and they started leading because I was not going to lose. Like I said, I wasn't the fastest, but I don't get tired. Like you're not going to outwork me, dog. So like you were doing your own workouts? Yeah, I did my own workouts because okay, they weren't going to work as hard as me. They weren't going to work as hard as me. They just weren't. And like, I'm not arrogant about that. Just it's facts. You yeah. don't, you're not going to work harder than me. I don't skip reps. I do extra of anything. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that, that didn't happen, but it's cool. Like I came mm -hmm. back, I killed workouts and the team still voted me damn near unanimously to be team captain for that year. So, but that was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like just listening so far, like I definitely, I see a lot of similarities between you and your younger brother. Mm -hmm. But like, for me, it's like, you are so comfortable in like your own self, mm -hmm. like just being you. And you said, like, when you were 11, like, you used to just get up and go run. But, like, was that something that, like, your parents brought on to you and, like, got you to understand? Or, like, when did that really start where, like, you're, like, Man, my, like I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care what anybody says. Like, you, you could come with me. You could do it with me. Or, like, I'm going to just be me. Like, I'm going to truly, genuinely be myself. And I don't care what the outsider, or what anybody else says about it. Like, when did that, like... Uh, it kind of... It started at a young age because, like... Mm -hmm. When Pops used to work out when I was young, I'm talking like three, four years old. Like he'll go work out and I just work out with him. Like I was running hills at that age. Like the ones at Cedar Hill, we used to run them jokers. Like I would just run. He wouldn't make me, I just wanted to run. Gotcha. I wanted to do what he was doing. And so we got a good balance because like my mom was used to always tell us, you know, you can do all things with Christ with you, you know. Uh and I, I full heartedly believe that. And faith without work is dead. Like I was believing that. So I'm like, look, if I put in the work. It's gonna follow, it's gonna come through. Now I know that's a little issue issue for some people. It's like, nah, what if it don't, this, that, and so, but you can't think like that. You just can't. So you just focus on that and then you adjust along the way. And then Pops, on the other hand, he was always like, look, one, don't worry what other people say. He always says that, don't worry about other people think about you. It's not important. And he's always tells, like, look, don't front load, don't front load yourself when that comes to the social aspect of high school. This is like you don't need to front load. You get all that on the back end. Right now, this is what you want to go. You handle that. Don't worry about what anyone else has to say. Yeah, man. So let us fast forward back to Miami yeah. and what you didn't mention before in your first year that you was on a baseball team as well. So oh, yeah, yeah talk, talk to us um, about that. Okay. So I'm in school uh, and, you know, the season, season had ended and I don't know, something was calling me like, bro, shh, you're already a walk on. You feel me? You're already not getting paid to be here. So I said, why not go for your second love as well? And so I went over there to talk to Coach Morris. Met Gino, JD, and they said, shoot, yeah, we got trials coming up. Like, come on, it was in, it would be in January. It's going to be in January. That's when trials mm -hmm. were. And, you know, I came home and I was trying to throw with you. And I would throw with him just to, like, get back into the swing of things. And at that time, I didn't realize, bro, my, I couldn't throw. My arm was killing me. Like, my shoulder was on fire, dog. Mm -hmm. Like, the point, like, it wasn't, like, just push through. Because early that season, I ain't really told anybody this, like, Everyone think, think it was a Duke game, because you can kind of look it up. There's a highlight still from my freshman year. We played Duke. I had a nice little sideline hit. We were blowing them out because I got in a few. Like I said, my goal was just getting in on a few games at linebacker, right? But we were blowing them out. Um, and like I was still doing special teams or whatever. And I had a nice little sideline hit. Woo, like I was, ew, I was talking, you feel me, talking my shit mm -hmm. and all that. But my jump was on fire. Everyone thinks that's when my shoulders started hurting. People don't realize it was actually two weeks prior. We were doing special teams drill, bro. All drills, special teams drills, servicing one another. And I had the pad like this, and I went up with the hit. Because, you know, you engage and extend. Mm -hmm. I went up with it, and my jump clicked. And I said, oh, frick. I said, what? I said, what just mm -hmm. happened? But I thought I was straight. 
whole time, every time I do a little certain hit or I'll take on a block, it would like click in and out. I'm like, bro, what's going on? And then to the point, started hurting when I tried to sleep on it. But I said, no, nah, it's just it's just part of the game. I'm not yeah. losing my spot. Yeah. I got to play. I'm not losing my spot. And I started throwing him. I realized something was wrong. But I said, no, nah, I got to try it in January. I'm going to just rest it and I'm going to come out there. Um, thanks be to God. Like, I came out there. I killed it. So I hit left and right. I'm switching. And I was rocking it. Bow. I wasn't hitting like nothing over the fence, but I'm gap shot. Bow, bow. Like straight to the fence. Bow. Just lining them. I worked it short because I played second in high school. And, bro, it was coming out nice. Like, some nice zip on it. Nice zip. I'm talking. I'm humming that bit. But as soon as the, soon as the trial ended, bro, my arm, was, I couldn't feel it. It was numb. Hanging. It was it was numb, bro. And But I didn't let them know. I said, hey, let me just get some ice. So I found out I made the squad, like locked on the roster, everything. Made the squad. I'm like, bet. Damn the second, third practice, bro. Try to come across the, the bag for a, a turn two. Do that bit right in the ground. Like, first time, like, I skipped. I was like, no, nah, we straight. You straight. They, they were looking at me like, bro, you straight? Like, you're on my head? Because they could tell something was off. And I appreciate them trying to, like, reach out. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, my boy Ryan at the time, Ryan Otero, he was he was good too, but he's like, bro, you, if you hurt, bro, you can't. Like, nah, bro, I just made the team. Like, I can't, can't do that, man. And there was another one. He's like, hey, let's run it back, man. They hit it short, come across the bat, do it, and I say like straight. I'm talking like two feet into the ground, bro, and my arm went numb again, and like numb and tingling. I was like, damn, something is wrong. Put me off, did a little shoulder test, and it's like, nah, you gotta get them on. I found out it was torn up, and they thought it was just a slap tear. They went in, they. They, they wrote posterior shoulder reconstruction. They like had to redo all of that back up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes <laughs> I think it's uh you hear some things because some people's like, hey, what's the reason for this? Is there a reason? Sometimes there is no reason, and other times, sometimes guys nose a little bigger than the yeah. That's, that's just mm-hmm. what it is. So kind of let you know that hey, you don't need to pursue this. Like go ahead, because remember, I ain't had no scholarship. You know what I'm saying? I ain't have this, but like it'd have been cool to be a dual sport athlete. Yeah. But you know that just went in the car, so man. You went to the U, man. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Oh, what, is, what does it mean? Why is that so big down there? Uh, it means a lot, man, because you always want to battle for who's the biggest school in Florida. You got that school up north in the Garden and the Gold. I'm not going to say their name. I just I hate them with a passion. It's just what it is. And you got the Gators. We don't hate them as much, but we hate them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's us. You always want to battle. No disrespect to the other schools that are there. Right? UCF, I don't be like, they big really, three. Yeah, they you feel me? It's the big three. I, I'm sorry. It is what it is. And... You just always want to battle that, but I just used to see those guys like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Man. Ed Reed, I met Ed Reed actually when I was in seventh grade. He didn't even know that. I met him when I was in seventh grade. And I just saw it. I'm like, bro, I can, I can be that. You know, I'm like, I can get that. Um, and I saw the guys, some of the guys they had there already. And it just being a part of that legacy, that tradition. And I get it. We ain't been there in a minute. Like, damn, that's two decades in terms of back to where that, that caliber of play used to be. But in terms of talent, there's always been talent. You know, sometimes just putting the right pieces to the puzzle together and Figuring out how to use, utilize that talent, um, but it just it meant so it meant so much to me, dog. Like when I was down, it just it felt right. It felt that energy. Like I wanted to compete against the best, and I knew it was the best was down there. I'm sorry, everybody recruit out of the state of Florida, especially South Florida, that Tri County area. They recruit out of there. I wanted to compete against the best. I didn't want to. Not not saying like Harvard's and Browns, and even Harvard. Harvard even denied me. Like it was one to say they entered Columbia's the school that really wanted me. I mean Brown, because um, Harvard let me know like I wasn't gonna be able to get in. Had ACT scores to get in, but like they didn't have room for them. It's like that's cool, it's whatever. Brown, uh, Brown was the school that they thought everybody I was gonna go to, but no disrespect to them. But I'm like, y'all ain't known for like I wanted a perfect balance. By the yeah. time mine was top 50 institution, research institution, I knew I wanted to do biology, something in science, this that sort, uh, in medicine, and they had the best athletics in my opinion, like the best tradition, best like we just gonna go get you. And I wanted to add to it. I needed to get some of that attitude because it was 
the attitude down there is just different, bro. Like you lied in front of me, bro. Like you, if you give me once, you won't give me twice. I promise you that. Like you gotta see me. One on one, I'm not, I'm not fooling. And I saw that, like those boys, the amount of confidence, some people call it arrogance, but the amount of swag and confidence those boys had, it just rubs off on you, man. Cause they didn't think you could be, You ain't got no choice. You ain't got no choice. Like no one think they didn't think they could be beat. Like my boy T3, man, he, he used to say, like, bro, I don't care who it is, bro. Like, Kyrie would not cross me. Like, you know, we are like, bro, what's wrong with you? Like, Kyrie would shake the hell out of you, bro. Like, leave you your ankles there. He's like, no, he won't. Like, and he yeah. was dead serious. Remember yeah. that confidence is just like, yo, like you need that. And this, I just wanted to be a part of it. That was it. I want to be a part of it, and I know I belong there. And that leads into the culture. Um, talk about just the culture. You kind of touched on a little bit, just the culture of Miami in itself, the culture of the team, the guys, the locker room, like just mindset. Just what was the culture like down there? Um, well, our, our little four pillars at the time, not pillars, we had eight pillars, but the uh, everything was built on smarter, tougher, faster, more disciplined, better condition, right? That was everything built for at that time, right? I don't know, culture for me that I recognized down there, it was like, look, you're at a place where it holds a lot of tradition and you don't want to make those who came before you look bad. Facts. It's just facts. Like the standard is here. You don't want to play here. Mm -hmm. You don't want to play here. You want to rise up to their standard. Again, like it's something, like I said, the talent was always there. The talent was always there. It's just sometimes... I know a lot of fans complain about they don't know everything that goes behind the scenes. There was a lot. There was a lot of pressure from administration to do this, that, and so it gets certain guys in, certain guys out. We're not having this type, but they were trying to do like a remake because we couldn't have like South Florida's known for just it's a little different down there. And but as far as culture, man, it was just we're better than you. Mm. That's it. We're gonna work harder, we're faster, we're stronger. We're just we're better than you, and we're gonna get to it. Like you're not gonna work because we're gonna work so hard in practice. If it's gonna be easy in the game. Like that's just the culture, that's what we had. Now did everybody really live up to that? That's debatable. You know what I'm saying? There's some people like, there were some days they didn't feel like they had to do something. Cause some people like may have just done enough. I'm not gonna call people up, but like they just did enough or they led. And that's why we had so many issues, man. It was, we got tighter as a unit, but I think as a team we were still divided. Um, when it comes to like coaches, players, like it was just a lot of friction. And it was sometimes, it was just a lot to try to get everybody to come and be on one page. Cause you gotta realize that at the time we had a lot of superstars, but the system that we're playing in, you, there aren't any superstars. Mm. I can speak only for defense. There's only one free hitter. There's only one free hitter. So if you step out of your gap because you want to make a play, you're leaving everybody else hanging to dry. Gash. You feel me? We supposed to be encouraged, but you feel like you want to jump something and be man like gash. Like it's just so it was too much because some guys didn't feel like they were utilizing their best abilities. Like these are my strengths. Why y'all not let me play to my strengths? The coach was like, look, you gotta play as a team. You gotta play as a unit. That's what's more important. And it was just too much friction. But as a, as a unit, though, we got a lot closer. That's why I think that 2018 team, they were like freshmen at the time, they, they showed out. They, they showed out because they knew how to, like, look, we got to buy into the system, whatever it is, and we're going to play our strength within the system and go in. So it was uh, – but, yeah, but as far as the locker room, man, like when I say we're better than you, like it was between each other too. Yeah. All right? So it was some situations where if – like in the locker room, say it was a situation. Say if we're in the weight room, we lifting, and somebody say, "Bro, you are not faster than me." Uh oh, that's, that's, that's talking right there. Like, like you yeah. are not faster, bro. I promise you, on God, you're not faster than me, bro. Like, and so coach was stopping right there. Coach Sways, I remember this, bro. He stopped. He said, "All right, let's go outside." The track was right there, so we went outside, bro. We we put our money on who we wanted. We stand on each side of the track. It's mid workout, was, huh? Mid workout towards the end, towards, towards the end. end. And he, it was D lineman that was talking to me. It was D lineman oh, talking to each other, like, bro. You not faster. <laughs> you feel me? And bro, like, and we lined it up right there. 
There was another mm. situation where uh, they they kind of like some dudes kind of getting into it, and we had a saying like "take it to the U." So we had this big old U in the uh, especially in the old locker room, but we had it in the new one too when they refurbished it. But they said "take it to the U." Then so you would wrestle if you get put on your back, you get slammed. That's it. Are you telling me like real arguments right here? Yeah, like real, real arguments. Like okay, uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, bro, not chill. All right, let's take it to the U. Yeah. Or if they got the argument in the weight room, Swayze will bring out the mats, and it'll and it'll be like wrestling. They'll start one top, one bottom, and you yeah. go from there. And you rest, and you get put on your back. It's yeah. squash, and you squash it right there. But like we, like that's how we competed in there. Like we competed like that with each other. You feel yeah. me? And it was all brotherly love. Like it ain't no, you feel me? Ain't none of that. That's the difference between football and, and baseball, because. <laughs> Nah, bro, like, ain't no, ain't no way we doing that. No, yeah, yeah it's real argument. Like them boys, like really getting into it. And if you fight on the field, like we gotta squash it on the field. Like you can't break it inside. Mm -hmm. It was a couple times they got brought inside. We broke a TV and all this stuff. Like can't do that. Like a whole flat screen, bro. Them boys, they too big to be fighting like it. It's too <laughs> limey, bro. Like you can't. No, they, they brought it inside. But like humans. you fight on the field, get it out your system, and then you be done with it. Yeah. Give us a uh, who? Who first? Of all, who talked the most trash on the team? Tracy. Like, like, Tracy or out. people like or like by, by position. By position, okay. Position like in general, DBs we talk the most. We, we talk the most shit. Like, it just yeah. said it. We talk the most trash. Um, we do. Uh, but and it was just the confidence. Like yeah, like Tracy talked the most trash though. If I just think about it. yeah, Tracy talked the most trash. Um, at DB linebackers, linebackers was a pretty solid group. They didn't really talk too much cash. If I had to give. The loudest person was DP, probably Denzel Perryman. Uh, he always used to say DP for president. That's what he's always used to say. Like even if he hit you, like after he hit you, like DP for president, DP, <laughs> like this crazy stuff like that. Um, D line, man. I'm trying to see who was the loudest when we had D line. Ah, I wish some of the boys were here because I'm trying to see D line. Who was the loudest though? Now we had some guys who mm -hmm. like CP wasn't loud, but CP was like. He was one of those guys, like, even the culture didn't mess with if he was, like, on one. That made sense. Mm. They, like, you can't calm that man down. Like, if he on one, like, even the culture would mess with him. But, uh, but DBs man. were really the main ones that talked the most yeah. crap. But, like, everyone had, they, you know, especially during the games, like, you you talking. Yeah. You feel me? That's just how right. it is. Um, as far as, like, offense, like, we don't really, like, I don't really, like, obviously vibe with people outside of But, like, when practice hit, bro, it ain't no, like, ain't no friends. I'm like, yeah, talk to about this, that, that defense no. versus offense. No, ain't you know, no friends, bro. Like, they don't know. About the well, first talk about like the locker room situation in terms of uh, you got certain corners that you can't, you know, press oh, the locker room. Yeah, you you got to get yeah. a password. Like it's, okay. it's yeah, real. My, my freshman year, bro, I got put in a corner and it was by numbers, so it was like nineteen through like forty one, I think at the time, and it was just a little back corner back here. And uh, at the time, like they when they thought about moving to say they moved to nineteen, right? So I was at the front of the door. It's like it's ducked off, so you you can't see past this point. You can just see the two people that sitting in front. And it used to be a situation, but you had guys like Ray Armstrong, Olivier Brandon, like those boys, like Sean Spitz. Like you had a lot of guys back there. Um, but like it just you had a lot of people back there that just like you nah. You can't mess with those type of guys. You're not going basically. There. You're not going back there. You feel me? And it was legit. Like I became the doorman. I didn't know that. So some dude just walked in there that wasn't part of that number group, and they get on me. You feel me? Boot, like sways the dude I talk mm -hmm. about the end of me. Like, Tommy, what you doing, bro? You doing like no, we not doing that. They got a knock. They got a knock and see what they here to see. Like I'm like, bro, it's not that. They're like, nah, they got a knock and see what they here to see. Otherwise, they got to get dealt with. I'm like, all right, you feel <laughs> me? I'm like, all right. So from there, I'm like, hey, y'all can't. But it applied to anybody. One time, a coach tried to do it, bro. He tried to bum rush in there. When I tell you, he got jumped, bro. Like they jumped the coach, bro. No. I tell you, they kicked him out, bro. Like he was. He's like, man, I ain't gotta do that. I'm like, coach. I like, hey, y'all, we got one. Like you feel me? He, he just bust up in there because like, who you here to see? 
If you're not yeah. backing, you don't need to be backing. You feel me? Like you gotta buy by the knock. Um, that was in the old locker room. The new one is not really set up like that. Um, it's very, very much more open. Uh, but the culture man in the locker room, but it's just, it's just funny, bro. You got guys like everybody dance. You know how it is. It's, on that, I saw similarities in baseball and football. Like it just when you're in the locker room, bro, it's like them your brothers, bro. Mm-hmm. Talk about whatever, talk about whatever who it is. Maybe a girl, whether it be like what's going on with you, like like whatever, like. That's when you can really kind of open up. Now you still get made fun of. Don't, don't, don't trip. Like, you still get made fun of, but same time it's okay to like open up and talk to your boys, man. Because everybody got it. Like when I say everybody got it. Like Boyle T, he had a neck injury, was unfortunate, but like <laughs> got to wear a neck collar, and boy, that boy got on a plane, and everybody just started laughing. <laughs> like they felt like, man, how much serious injury, bro? But he joked with himself about it, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like OT, look at me, look at me, OT. And they behind me. They know he got to like <laughs> turn like that. <laughs> I'm like, man, but it's uh, I don't know, but it's just it's just stuff like that. But but the coaching locker room is is uh, that's the thing I miss the most. Just coaching the locker room. Man, that's all. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Even us, like people always ask, like, do you miss the game? You miss playing? And it's like I miss the locker room. Yeah, I, I miss the bus rides, the hotel rooms, yeah. the the team oh, dinners. You know, like that's the part that you miss the most. Yeah. Like being in those hotel, it's so many hotel stories. You Man, know, nice. I know you got some hotel stories yeah. for sure. Yeah, we are. Uh, like I said, DBs, man, they just talk a lot of crap, bro. And um, so we fight everybody. Um, it's usually with the, I don't know why we pick with the D line, but we fight the biggest dudes on the defense. You feel me? And so what we do, it sucks because I'm the I'm the nice one of the bunch. You feel me? Everybody trusts Tombu. Like, that's what they, they like. They made me say grace because, like, bro, you the most holy. You feel me? <laughs> stuff like that. You feel me? Like, the most innocent of all of us. Like, that type of stuff. And so, unfortunately, I, I can't go against my brothers. So sometimes they'll use me as the setup. Mm. And it's like, hey, man, Chick, at the time, Chickalo, he was, uh, he had done something to somebody. It's like, hey, man, Chick been talking a lot of shit. Bro. Hey, go knock on this door, Tombu. <laughs> let you in. Chick was my roommate, too. So I never know, like, hey, man, it's like, what you want? I was like, bro, I'm chilling. I was like, what's good? Bro? Chick, I got holler at you real quick. Bro, he, he, he cracked it, but they bum rushed in the room and they had to deal with chick, man. Like, he just, and this is doing, I'm like, bro, we got a game. Like, we still be chilling, you know what I'm saying? But after a while, like, we lock in, you know what I'm saying? We lock in, but like, bowl game, when it's a, you're there a little bit longer, like, yeah, you, it's like, it's a lot of that. We, uh, same situation, a lot of wrestling, always trying to put somebody on their back. And they don't talk nothing. It's just like, you talking to each other, we having a good time. You get cut yeah. off, like, hey, Jim, what you wanna do? Like, it's just, mm. like, it's like, that escalated fast, you feel me, real quick, but it's just like, hey, you wrestle. Put him back, you're done. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody can jump in. Nobody can jump in. So it's uh it's just fun, man. It's just stuff like that. So I mean, I guess talking about that and like different games, I gotta bring up like Florida State. Like, oh, shout out to my my girl T Ray, alumna. But Florida State, with, with those games just they look different. Like that rivalry is that that might be like out of all the rivalries, Florida State Miami might be like the top one. It definitely, it's definitely top three. It's definitely for sure because I know everybody's talking about how State Michigan they they are self. They don't even say just names for real. Like I've been in Detroit and some Michigan fans, they don't talk about. Yeah, they, they don't say. You know how they don't talk about school enough. Like they just don't do it. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's different. Nothing like that, Miami Florida State, man. No matter if we're doing bad, it don't matter. Like that rivalry is still gonna be sold out. Everybody gonna tune in. Um, at the time, man, Florida State had beat us. Like, Seven times in a row. Who, who was on that team in Florida State? Uh, that was a uh, Winston Ramsey. I think Vontae Freeman. Like he had left. He left early though. Vontae uh-huh. was in my class, but like Running talking back. junior. Yeah, uh, Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, oh, so that was back. That was uh, when that Florida State was Crawford really team. down. I think it was Crawford. They had a couple linebackers. Uh, that were nice. Was Jernigan there? Jordan was there a few years too. I remember Jordan. Jordan was there. Yep. 
Yeah, he got off. That boy got off. Um, he was kind of like he played that fluence that Ramsey kind of mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. into. Um, who else they had? They just had some dudes. Boy. I'm pretty sure Jernigan was there too. Jernigan, yeah, Jernigan was there. The D line. Yeah, Jernigan. yeah. And his yeah. brother was at Miami, but he got kicked. He got yeah. had a little situation. But his brother was at Miami, man. Uh, I got stories about that. But um, he um, yeah, they had some boys, dude. No cap, they had hey. No, they were serious. I'm mm-hmm. talking all four years. Like, yeah. they were serious, man. Uh, yeah. but we. My senior was the worst, man. One, uh, I pissed at myself. That was my worst game. You can't have your worst game in a game like that. You just mm-hmm. can't. Like I'm talking, that's when I'm talking about the hesitancy, bro. There was a few times I remember, bro. There was a few times, bro, like, I, I knew why the coach was calling him. I saw it on film. He usually want to stop right with the tight end. He want me to buzz towards the tight end. They say, Hut, Winston look away a little bit. But I knew he's coming back to that tight end. And I'd like, I split, but then I, I stay back. He hits it, but I could have been there to at least knock it down or like hit it. But I come so soft, bro. I was pissed, bro. Like, I came in so just unsure. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, bro. It looked so bad. Like, if you go put that up, you're like, damn, bro, what the hell? You feel me? Like, I was pissing mm-hmm. myself. And, you know, and, you know, this is me being involved with y'all, bro. Life is the only game I ever got highlighted, bro. Amen. Nobody highlighted. Like I said, I don't get done in. Like, you give me once, you don't give me twice. I made up for it. It was a call. I don't think we should call that call, but it was a cross stunt. The guy didn't get all the way across. So it was a huge gash. I'm like 15 yards up, one on one. You feel me? Like to the point, like it was so, it happened so fast. I just had to wait on Cook to kind of, I mean, okay. yeah, I had to wait on Cook to kind of like get into the open field. And I was trying to bank, bait him to the sideline. You remember that's what you want to do, bait him to the sideline. And man, he got me, I got two head up, he cut across field. I tried to swipe. You know I mean, he made me tumble in there, but like I tried to swipe and I missed. Now the second time, I don't know why we kept running that call. Same thing, got gashed. I said, F it, bro. I didn't even try to hesitate. I just ran, flipped him. That was it. But I was pissed because I gave up something. We were up like 24-3 at halftime. I was, I think, 24-27, something like that. Like, it was embarrassing, bro. Like, we finally had them. And they came back and won. Because we knew Winston going to get his interceptions. He throw that bit. He going to throw it. Mm. We, we had like two interceptions that game. And, um, but, you know, offense, they, they say he took the gas off the pedal, whatever. But, you know, we lost. But that robbery, it hits different. Like, mm. that game hit different. Like, we weren't even 7-0 at that time. We met them when we were 7-0. That one hit. Hard, but like we were at the time, maybe almost 500, still hit hit hard, bro. Like you don't lose that game. Nah. We were the class supposed to beat them. Did yeah. it hit for you, like even when you weren't there? So like, cause you said you grew up a Miami fan. Oh yeah, it hit. And it it, it kind of always was that always. you always had that hatred for him. Right? Always, always I hated him. Gotcha. Still hate him to this day. Paint a picture real quick, like a vivid picture of what it's like to run through the smoke. Like, oh man, you that can't. first experience. Uh, it's like you transform, bro. Like if you. Whatever you are before, you're not that after you cross that smoke. Mm. So, like, it was no more Mr. Nice Guy after that smoke. Like, I, I really be trying to chill, this kind of stuff, but, like, you become another person. Because, especially when we had the little tunnel, bro, you walk through that thing, and you can't see anything. Like, we got our hands on each other. Like, unless you're in the front. We got our hands on it because you can't see. You can't see. It's like, you coming, and all of a sudden, like, entering a dream, bro. Like, you just coming mm. out the cloud. Yeah. And it's a... Uh, it's crazy, just like, if you ain't ready after you hit that smoke, bro, what are you doing at, like... You're not, you're not wired, bro. <laughs> like, you just... Yeah. Yeah. No, right, right. So you I mean, you kind of glazed over a little bit, but just that moment where you earned the scholarship, you know, um, okay. you earned that scholarship. Talk about that real quick. Um, it was a. Uh, now I had to go. I had to holler at Coach Golden Man because everybody kept saying like, "Girl, go talk to him. Go talk to him, bro." Because like, bit you, yeah, you undersized, whatever, you small, but bit you feel like you hit like you two twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like you out here playing, like you playing, and some being real, like you playing over me, like bro, I'm on scholarship. You deserve to be playing. Like, they kept saying that. But I'm like, nah, my time will come, my time will come. And that was me being passive, man. But junior year, bro, I hollered at him. And apparently, he, he, we talked. We didn't go to talk before. He was going to give me the scholarship. Like, he, like I said, I didn't know we had to wait two years before we get even be eligible for him because we had sanctioned with the Shapiro stuff, took away scholarships. So it was already, 
low numbers. Um, so maybe that's something they just said. But they told us that. Um, but it's a uh, said it was gonna give me one. We earn that regardless. Uh, but he called me to his office because I, like I said, I had to talk to him. Man, I talked to my position coach first because I was a hierarchy. He told you position coach, D coordinator, head coach. Talked to my position coach. Uh, I think it was a linebacker coach at the time actually too. And um, yeah, man. So we had a heart to heart. And you know, I thought that it, it is what it was. School about to start. I'm like, damn, bro, I got stuff paid for. Called me to his office, and I kind of knew, but I didn't want to show that I knew because mm-hmm. I was like, man. But then they say, you know, bro, he hand me this envelope. He's like, bro, you yeah. put you on scholarship for this year. You feel me? That kind of stuff. And it felt good. Like it'd have been cool to put it in front of you know, like how they do it now. Just put the in front squad, of yeah, everybody from the squad, because like when I say you, everyone was saying like, bro, you you need to be on scholarship. Like yeah. you ain't put you on scholarship yet. You know what I'm saying? But. I don't know. It was a blessing, man. Like, it just, a sense of relief. Like, I could cry with him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, you know, I was trying to be a thug. Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah, man, it was yeah. a blessing. I appreciate them boys really trying to mess with me, man. Um, and they, I got that scholarship, so it was dope. Last thing, man, before we wrap up. You had a, you had the option to go pro, and you turned it down to pursue medicine and go to med school. You know, that's a, it's very different. You don't hear about that at all, to be honest with you, to turn down that type of opportunity to, um, to go pursue medicine and be a doctor. So let's just highlight just that decision, what went into it, and yeah. Yeah, because um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I hate that school I'm north in the Garden and Gold, but one of the good role models was uh, my role. You feel me? Because I knew I wanted to be a doctor, right? But I saw what he was doing. I was like, you know what? I could be that. You know, play mm-hmm. D1 college, be a surgeon, whatever, right? Um, and I saw that, and I got to respect that. Oxford scholarship, all that boy killed it, right? Um, but he decided to go to the league first. Got a few mm-hmm. years in, came back. For me, man, it was like I said, I that's the only issue. Like sometimes I get so hard headed, I'm, I'm and so stubborn, I'm, I got tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, get to Miami, get a scholarship, go to med school. Get to Miami, get a scholarship, go to med school. I didn't think about nothing else. But once I started starting, um, towards the end of the season, I got a, I got a few texts. Um, three for one, one school, uh, not one school, one team. And I didn't think it was real. I thought it was like, bro, somebody's. Spamming, bro. Like, this ain't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then, bro, they boys like, hey, so you need an agent? You feel me? Like, the guys will hook me up with an agent. They hit me up, say, hey, you want to go to this East West Shriners game? I'm like, no, I'm good, bro. I'm done. I'm done. I said, I'm straight. And for a guy like me who only started one year, had playing time all four years, but started one year, they need to see more. Scouts need to see more. So that East West Shriners game would have been nice to see, like, oh, this boy actually can play. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I'm good. Like, I had tapped out. You feel me? I had tapped out. I was done. And um, they say, you know what? Pro days approaching, whatever. And the Friday before that, I think it was Monday, I said, F it, I'll try to work out. I said, mm-hmm. F it, I'll do it. I let them know last minute, like, look, I'll do it. But I ain't worked out. I lost all my weight, muscle, all that stuff. Like, I lost a lot because I, I just was going to school. They were working out. They grinded. They won January hit. They grinded. I'm over in class, like, it's good. You feel me? And I work out, and the the drizzle stuff, I had my boy LG, uh, Gunt, he worked with me because he had just finished the combine for one day. And Swayze worked with me one day. Hurt my ankle another day because I used to hop the fence at night to work out. Like, just I just used to hop it. I would hop the fence and work out a little bit. And um, and I was like, damn, bro, I'm kind of hurting a little bit. And I ain't been working out. So I said, F, we'll see what happens. I go there and I, I that's what I say. I don't don't take things serious, bro. Cause that's the first thing in my life I ever went kind of like half butter, not like fully invested. Like, don't do that, bro. Like, I was disrespecting the football guys at that point. Those boys mm-hmm. had been to like we had guys used to come. They came to campus with a trash bag, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that was their clothes. They came. To, they this they were hungry. You know what I'm saying? I was just expecting going in it so light. Like, this could change your life, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I pissed at myself for that. Like, I really am. And, you know, pro day happened. Do terrible on the, uh, the metric stuff. Terrible. 
uh, did all right on the drills though. And then like it was like, but that was like it was a good experience. All the old, old heads were coming back, uh, like Andrew James, Jones, Boys, Clint Porters, and it was it was nice. Then mm-hmm. you know, pro day finished, scout the uh, combine finished, uh, draft day finished. I started getting called. You know, I was like, damn, oh, this is real. Uh, Jaguars called, and they were like, hey, we ain't got a room for you, but you can come as a trial guy. Room to room. I'm like, I'm cool. It's great. Bills called. Now I didn't know that my coaches were still kind of working for me. Like they just said, "F it, like you got the mm-hmm. room, whatever." So Bills called, and they were gonna sign me free. That was free agent. Like that was a little bit deeper conversation. But it's like we, you know, ain't no guarantee. There ain't no guarantee you free agent. It is what it is. Uh, you make it like five thousand dollars signing bonus, whatever. You high profile, make it twenty k, right? Um, and they were like, "Yo, we um, like what you trying to do? It ain't no guarantee you make, but like we can make this thing shake." And it was about to get into the information side. So I'm like, "Oh, this about to get real." I'm talking social, all that. So yeah. let me come out people's back. Called them pops like, hey, do what you want. Count and my other brother BJ, they were like, nah, you, you should go. I'm like, they're out in, it's like, it's up to you. And I called them back, Ross, I said, nah, I'm straight. And I'm like, I felt fine. But at the time, my linebacker coach was at Seattle, they had called me. He's like, bro, I know you want to do medicine. I know you're supposed to go to med school, but just come. Like, just come for the experience. We ain't got no room for DBs. Ain't no issue, like, ain't no pressure. Just come for the experience. Went out there to Seattle, bro, and I balled, bro. Like, felt good, man. Like, I was. Things because their defense was kind of like us. Oh, I, I saw the connections. I saw how we were disguised one defense, but it played like another. And sometimes I would see, even though there's only a few limited amount of plays offense can run, but I would just see it. I'm like, oh, X is cut. They moving this corner because somebody mm-hmm. got hurt. He was in Auburn. He got hurt, and I could play well. But I didn't mind. He's moving the corner. Try to play the technique because you got to play the process. They teach it one way. They teach corner one way at the time. They taught it one way. You feel me? And you're supposed to do it that way. He had too many guys that went there. One guy in particular, he just kept doing it his way. And he's like, bro, they told him straight up, you ain't going to make it here. Quick. Oh, let's see. Yeah. yeah, but you know, and you know, they asked me straight up. They said, look, I got to the fourth day because the first day is a little shaky. I'm not going to cap. But the last few days of that mini count, bro, I balled, bro. Like, I'm t- I, dropped the, I dropped the book, but I balled. PBUs, calling out plays, anticipating, like defense rallying, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And he asked me straight up, DB coach at the time, Coach Curtis, he was like, yo, um, what you study? I knew what it was getting. He's like, so would you rather be a doctor or play ball? And I told him straight up, like, I'd rather be a doctor. And I felt the air kind of at the room kind of just, you know, vibrate like, but he really just said that. But for me, like, I think it's always bigger, man. My ultimate goal is always to inspire people, man. And I feel like, uh, I think I know that my, I'm called to do that. Because other ways you can help people, right? Yeah. But I think medicine is the only way you can help people emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, um, mentally even, and just be there for them. So. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, that's been a great episode. Appreciate you for coming on. And um, that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, I love what y'all got going. That was good stuff. Dope. People learn, Follow listen, it. take what you need to take from the stories, and um, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, all that. The two percent. You know, the two percent. Yes, sir. Leave your comments in the section and just let us know he want on the on the on the podcast. We'll do our best to get him here. And yeah, Facts. we out. We out of here. Peace.